My uh, youngest daughter, Ella, she is almost uh, two years old. Uh, and so she's starting to appreciate Christmas, at least more than she did last year. Maria's been taking her around at night when she's a little extra, uh, not with the Christmas spirit, a little cranky. And uh, she'll take her to see the Christmas lights. And as she drives around, she goes, ooh, pretty. She goes, nice lights. She's even saying, ho, 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 and Merry Christmas now. I think I have a picture of her wearing a Santa hat because I thought it was just too cute not to share. Do I? No, I don't have it. But it's very adorable for any of you who've seen her. You know, when you're a kid, Christmas is like such a magical time, right? All the lights, all the decorations, all the presents, the hope of snow. This year, the hope of heat above zero degrees. You know, you're getting to see your family and your friends and, you know, all the tasty food and your parents actually letting you eat all the sugar you want or at least more than they normally do. And I think this feeling follows us into adulthood, right? We get caught up in all the Christmas lights, you know, or we sit there when we, we binge watch, you know, Hallmark all the month of December. You know, we watch the same storyline over and over again. Someone gets stranded, you know, a reporter or something out or a newscaster in the middle of nowhere and they hate it. Then they meet someone who is incredibly attractive, who annoys them, and then they fall in love with them, you know, and they find the meaning of Christmas you know, over and over again, right? But, you know, like all the Christmas movies that you watch, you know, as adults, they, they all have this, this theme of this magic, of this, of this hope, of this Christmas season, even outside of Hallmark. You know, what happens uh, to Clark at the end of the movie? He gets the big Christmas bonus, right? He's been waiting for. Buddy the Elf, you know, reunites with his father and saves Christmas. You know, John McClane, he saves the hostages from the terrorists in Nakatomi Plaza, right? This magic of Christmas. It's a special season filled with hope and wonder, and where at the end, everything is supposed to be at peace. Now, for those of you who know me personally, you know I go all in for Christmas. It's my goal for my house to eventually be seen by the International Space Station. You know, it's a hope, a prayer of mine. Um, but uh, the reason, I, and I chose this video as opposed to the, the cute, funny ones I normally like to choose for Christmas Eve is, is this, this year Christmas has been different for me. Um, I don't know why, uh, but it's just not felt like Christmas. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because we have a toddler again, and even though like, she's like the best behaved toddler ever, uh, you know, she's still a toddler. <laughs> you know, or, or our family's been rotating sickness left and right, probably like most of yours. Or maybe because we have a ton of activities going on, and, or I'm just distracted, have a lot of things on my mind with the church or uh, with my family. And so like, I'm just way behind on Christmas this year. You know, I had a whole list of people I wanted to buy gifts for, uh, and I didn't get any of them. Uh, and if you wonder if you were one of those people, yes, you were. Yes, you were. Uh, you know, I didn't even get any lights up until like five days ago. And you know, like, that's not normally me. I hadn't even planned on putting any lights. I'm just like, let's skip a year. Um, and then, then McKenna, my, I was telling the congregation last Sunday, my, my supportive daughter, she says, Dad, you know what? It is okay if we don't put up Christmas lights this year. And then she paused and Maria and I are like, oh, that's so sweet. And she follows it up by saying, it's okay if our house is dark, cold, and empty on the outside. <laughs> okay. Duly noted, honey. So we got some lights up. So we're less like a Grinch. But I'm just, honestly, 
I'm just distracted this year. I'm just distracted. And um, I bet I'm not the only one. I've been a pastor long enough to know uh, that every season people are going through hard stuff. Uh, they're not quite feeling that Christmas spirit, if you will. But then something interesting happened to me, and it's what I wanted to talk about for a few minutes tonight. About a week ago, I don't know what I was doing. It was something completely not spiritual. Um, it was just some random thing. And just the thought of Jesus came to my mind and, and, and just Christmas and what happened 2,000 years ago. And, and it may sound super cheesy, but it just, it just brought a smile to my face. You know, I was just reminded of that he is what really matters out of all of it. And in that moment, it was kind of cool. It just, I just felt at peace. Still tired. I was, I was still distracted, but I felt peace. Everything was all right in that moment because 2,000 years ago, Jesus came as a child. And it's not like everything changed in that moment. Like, you know, Christmas lights didn't uh, suddenly go up. You know, all your guys' Christmas presents didn't si finally get ordered. I was still distracted. In some ways, I got worse. Yesterday morning, I woke up and the hot water was not working in the parsonage. And I spent 30 minutes trying to figure it out. And those of you who know me, I have no business trying to figure out anything when it comes to that kind of stuff. And, and I can't figure out how to get it done. And, and so I call up to McKenna I said, honey, can you tell me if there's hot water? And she goes, yeah, it's burning hot. And I'm like, okay. Then I walk up there and I turn it on and it's cold. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is cold water. And she's like, dad, you're turning the faucet the wrong way. And so the entire 40 minutes was wasted because <laughs> when I got up, I turned the faucet the wrong way. I'd like to say in that moment, I thought about Jesus and was at peace, but I wasn't. But I did laugh as I finally got into the office like an hour late because of my own just whatever. The thought of Christ came back to me and I had to have a little bit of chuckle. And in that moment, once again, I was brought peace. I think a lot of us are looking for peace in our lives, whether it's in the Christmas season or it's something much bigger. We're looking for peace in our relationships. We're looking for peace in our jobs. Kids, you're looking for peace in your schools, our finances, or we're just looking for peace when we look in the mirror and we stare back at what we see. We all want to experience peace. Every one of us, no matter what you believe about God, we all want peace. I think one of the mistakes that we made when we, we make that when we look for peace is, is we look to escape things that we think take away our peace. If we get away from those things, then we have peace. That doesn't work. If you've tried it, you know that it fails. The Bible tells us that's not how you find peace. That peace is actually a person that you get to know. Luke chapter 10, the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And the passage goes on to say, suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared to the shepherds with an angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. And so what I want to tell you tonight is I want to tell you why the thought of him brought me peace. It brought me peace first because I believe he is God. One of the meanings in the Bible for peace is security. You see, when you put your faith in God, it means you believe that there's someone that is greater and bigger than whatever you face in your life. That means that there is literally nothing that can come up against you 
that he cannot stand against. There's nothing that can happen to you that he cannot overcome. And there's nothing that you can't mess up so bad that he can't work with. That's one reason. I smiled and he gave me peace. It's also gave me peace because of what he's done with all of his power that he had. Scripture, we read that God sent his son, that Jesus chose to come to us. The song, Hark the Herald, Angels Sing, that great hymn by Charles Wesley, the very first line, it says, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners. Anybody know the next word? Reconciled. And there it is. And what is this peace on earth? It's mercy mild. It's God and sinners who were at war. They're now at peace and reconciled. If you've been in church before, you've heard it a thousand times, our sin separates us from God. We told God we don't need him. We'll do it our own way. But because everything that is good comes from the one who makes everything that is good, we end up lost and without peace. And though he could have left us that way, he sent his son. Peace is provided by Jesus. He negotiated, if you will, a ceasefire between ourselves and God. He, because of his sacrifice and our faith in it, he changes us from the enemies of God into the children of God. He comes and scripture tells us that he adopts us, that he walks into the orphanage of the world. And when we put our faith in him, he says, you're now my son, you're now my daughter. And so I have a God who loves me, even in all my brokenness. And that gives me peace. I also find peace in what he promises. You know, in the Bible, God's peace, uh, the word the Hebrews used was shalom. And it meant much more than just the absence of chaos. It meant more than like just like inner peace or spiritual peace. It meant a wholeness, a stability, a completeness. It meant that all brokenness would be healed. Everything would be set right. And that is the promise of peace to all those who believe that one day the baby who lied in a manger will come back as a conquering king and set everything right. And so that is a hope and a peace that I cling to in my good moments, in my bad, in my hurts, in my successes, in my failures, in every moment of life. These are a couple of the reasons that when Jesus comes to my mind, I smile and he gives me peace no matter what is going on. And so what I desire for you tonight in our short time together is twofold. For those of you who have put your faith in Jesus Christ, he is your savior and he is your Lord. You do your best to follow him and his word every day of your life that he will be your peace because you know how easy it is to forget that. That no matter how crazy or chaotic or disappointing, or distracting this Christmas season is, that there'll be moments where you just pause, take a breath, and then you remember 2,000 years ago, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords gave up his crown to come and to die for you. And that'll bring a smile to your face. For the rest of you, for those of you who maybe are still searching for God, you're still trying to figure out where to place your faith because we're all people of faith. We all put it somewhere. I pray that tonight you'll begin to look to Jesus beyond just Christmas Eve. I want you to ask yourself, is it possible 
that you have a lack of peace in your life because you have a lack of peace with God? Is it possible that you haven't found peace in your relationships, in your marriage, in your life? You, you haven't found peace with your past because you're trying to find peace without knowing the Prince of Peace. Tonight, his gift to you is his peace. It's waiting for you to unwrap as you get to know him. And that's what I've been praying all week. And for those of you that don't know it, tonight, you will find it. Will you bow your heads with me? Father, I thank you for your peace. That even when I am distracted, that even when I'm not feeling the Christmas spirit, Lord, even when I'm full out grinching it up, that it's irrelevant compared to your birth and the hope that came with it. Lord, so I pray tonight, I pray for all the Christians in this room that have forgotten your peace, just like I have in moments that your Holy Spirit will remind them. It'll bring a joy to their heart as they refocus on you, the reason for this season. It'll be what really matters. Lord, I pray for those who are still seeking you, Lord, that they'll ask you quietly in their own words, say, Lord, help me to find you. That they'll step into a church where they live, like this one, long after Christmas has passed, giving up an hour, hour 15 on their Sundays, that they might find the peace that only comes from you. That they'll dust off or turn on the Bible and start to read the words of the Prince of Peace. That they may too know the peace that I know, not because of my goodness, but because of your grace and your mercy and your love that started 2,000 years ago when you came in a manger. Thank you for coming, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray.